This is the Hush Fellows Podcast, featuring Joe and Pete, where they discuss life's harsh truths and make fun of everything. What's up, bro? What's up? We're here. We okay. made it. Finally. Welcome to the first ever Harsh Fellows Podcast episode. My name is Joe Petito. And I'm Peter Adanasio. And we are here to talk about life's harsh truths. The good, the bad, the ugly, and have some fun along the way. Right, Pete? Gotta have fun. You gotta have fun, man. Gotta laugh at these things. Gotta laugh. Gotta laugh. Even in the face of death. That's a big one. Even in the face of death. Why take seriously what the gods made for fun? Who said I don't know, that? I don't know where. I, that just stuck with me. The um, gods said that. <laughs> Who else? <laughs> Zeus was like, hmm. <laughs> what was it? Don't take. So it's so it's don't take seriously what the gods made for fun. What do you think that what do you think that means? Like, don't take what seriously that the god what did the gods make for fun? Anal? You know. <laughs> <laughs> what what was made I mean, for fun? Shit. I think anal, well, is anal fun for us, not fun for the gods? Or the gods are doing something else? The gods else. are definitely doing anal. They're the just, Greek gods are They're doing watching anal. everyone do anal. <laughs> they're living vicariously. Really it, well, if you think about it, right? Like, they're like anything a god made, they're not actually doing it. They're like, they're, they're just creating the thing that's doing the action, like anal. Right. But they're just watching it. You think they did it? Well, well, if they were at one point alive, you know, like per, these big perverts just watching their creations live and die, <laughs> and just laughing, and we're here like taking shit so seriously. That's actually really funny if that's how it works. If like God or the gods, depending on what you believe, uh, theorize things to create but they don't know what's going to happen right because they can't experience it themselves so they they like create this this hypothesis and then cast it down onto the onto the earth and then just watch what happens kind of a fun game for a god that they could that yeah that, that you know probably like helps pass the time dude i like there was mm, nuclear weapons. <laughs> Zap like Oppenheimer with the idea, like, oh, I'm gonna make it. <laughs> just billions of people die, dude. One blast. I saw the tra the trailer for it, the Oppenheimer movie. Okay, it's nuts. The new Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan, yeah. Oppenheimer. Yeah, shit. I mean, he's the guy to make that type of film, right? Like everything in IMAX, big, loud, cinematic. His style just fits that. Yeah, it's imagine so him, him tackling that subject. That's going to be interesting. That's crazy. But he's got to be careful because I, I think the same day that movie is slated to come out in July um, is the same day Barbie comes out. So you better watch out. Oh, shit. Well, Barbie oh, looks, my God. I see. Barbie looks low-key good. Well, it oh, looks low-key amazing. And here's why. I realized <laughs> this the other day. I forgot about this. Will Ferrell is playing the toy company like CEO guy. Like the like he's supposed to be the antagonist, and he's like the I forgot the guy's name or the company name, but the company that owns Barbie, he's like the 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 he's that character, 
Oh shit. So he's supposed to be this like evil like toy company. <laughs> <laughs> Which is gonna be insanely Who funny. Better to play that sure. role. I've seen a lot Barbie's of Barbie's gonna take over the world. Like, <laughs> Where's Ken in all this? Ken's in it. Ken is uh it's Ryan like, Gosling. Oh shit. Yo, it's that's what I was gonna say. You didn't say. see the pictures? Oh dude. I, no, I see we the other day we saw the trailer. Oh, okay. Angels, okay. Yeah, bro. Ken is uh that's crazy, bro. Who Ryan better Gosling. to play than Yo, it's, it's yeah, he's perfect. He's perfect. He's great. He's the perfect Ken. My God. Yeah. But that's yeah, man. Like the gods sort of playing yeah. with, with us as pawns or like a chessboard. And like casting down things like, all right, let's see how they handle anal and just throwing it down there. We're not handling it too well. We're like now you have like all these little kids like just jerking off on their phones and Wasting their sperm down the sink on these anal videos. And doesn't that go against the gods, though? It's like, why create yeah. anal? They're testing us. Oh, that's true. That's, that's one big test. Can they handle the anal in their face all the time? Or, or, or if they can't will handle they behave. That? <laughs> We're not behaving, that's for sure. <laughs> We're spending too much time on our phones. One of the only things that people experience in life that gives them perspective is death, though. The loss of a loved one, the loss of a of a of a, of a pet a friend. Death is like that one is one of the, I think the only teachers in life, you know, that's what it feels like to me. How is it like? How is it taught you? What are the lessons that you've learned from it? One from of the death? biggest things is never hold a grudge. Because if you hold a grudge against somebody, and then they passed away. That grudge, you'll, that person will never know. They'll, you would, you'll never have that that connection with that person again. So you just held a grudge for what, for what reason? That's one of the biggest things I've learned. And also cherish, you know, cherish the people while they're here. Like, spend time with them, and don't get bent out of shape about stupid little things, like the petty petty things yeah. we tend to groan about it's very hard to to not groan about them you know even like I, like i i groan about really weird things like people talking speaking too loudly like that irks me because <laughs> I, I it almost like there's like certain frequencies certain sounds that bother me someone eating cereal too loudly <laughs> don't eat like cereal near me dude. i won't i don't, don't. eat cereal Come on, okay you know that's why we're best friends yeah don't, don't eat cereal near me I don't if you're fucks. gonna be silent, <laughs> I don't fucks with box treats. <laughs> I'm not a. I don't eat shit from a box, dude. When I see someone crack open that box and they're like, and then oh, they shit. fucking load up a bowl, get the milk in there, and then they start oh. slurping. It's so enticing, still though, right? Do you eat cereal? No, I used to. You'll die early if you do. Oh, so <laughs> I used to love it. Oh my god! But number one cause of, of death in this country: cereal. People don't know that. People don't know that. Right? It's not cardiovascular disease. It's not heart it's disease. Cheerios. It's not obesity. It's yeah. It's fucking it's honey, frosted honey nut flakes, bro. Come on. <laughs> How could that be good for you? How could you put heart healthy on a Cheerios box? <laughs> How could people ever think that Yo. that's heart healthy? Can you genuinely be genuine and buy that and be like, this is heart healthy? You have to be completely off the grid. For like, some reason, they were just allowed to do it with the marketing. 
nice red heart right on the box. Like it looks good up there, right? Like next. Che- to the- I mean, I feel like Cheerios. Like, all right, here's the thing: Cheerios and like cornflakes are like the most basic, right? They're not bad for you as much as like. They're not as sweet. They're bland. Yeah, there's not. They're just wheat. That's all they are, really. Yeah. Or oat or whatever they're made from, but like. That's or, the, well, corn. Whenever too, they're like, made from, there's the problem. <laughs> but like GMO corn is is a whole nother thing that people don't really know about. But it's like the the really bad cereals, aka the really good ones, that shit'll stop your heart. <laughs> that shit. <laughs> there's no heart on that box, right? I saw a cereal during COVID. It was the first time I saw it because I don't really go into the supermarket and go into that aisle. But recently, I saw it was. Lucky Charms, but all the the stuff that's not the marshmallows, the other shit, whatever it's called, whatever those things are, those pieces, yeah, they were they were chocolate. So it was it was Lucky Without Charms. The it was chocolate Lucky Charms. They still had the marshmallows, Stop. but the other pieces were just all coated in chocolate now. Oh no! So they're making it more enticing because the resistance is getting stronger. Not only, so I, you're eating a bowl of marshmallows, which I love because we're marshmallows. And now it's got chocolate in it on top of that. Because nobody liked the other part. I used to pick out the other things and just have the oh, bowl yeah, of so marshmallows. Do, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That's sinister, though. That's ni- That's straight up 90s game. All right? Oh. We were running 90s game on that cereal. Now it's like, oh, no. We got to leave those pieces in. They're, co- they're covered in chocolate. Right. They were, get- they were getting pissed. Because yeah. they saw people doing it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there was videos about it. They only like 50% of our cereal. Right. We got to do something. We got to do something it. with the other 50%. Cover it all in chocolate. Cover it all in chocolate. Cover you know what? Throw some frosting on it as well. Throw some frosting on it. Oh, oh man. God. Tony the Tiger, he had the right idea. That son of a bitch. <laughs> got to make some chocolate oat milk now to go with it. So chocolate on chocolate on chocolate. Bro. And, it, you know, that's, that's one of the things I think about all the time. And I know you go crazy with this too. Like... What am I putting in my body? Oh, Especially man. now, like no, with all dude. my with, with all the all the health uh, problems that I had, um, and then having to change up my diet drastically, having to to do all that stuff to to help my conditions. Um, that's been a huge thing. So what, oh, I look at everything I put in my body now, everything. Yeah. To a T. Sometimes I cheat a little bit, but I'm conscious of it. I know what I'm cheating with, like what kind yeah. of items I'm having. You pick like good cheat meals. like Dude, dude, I felt it in my own body, man. And I try to tell my family, I try to tell certain people that are getting older, you got to watch what you eat. That is the fastest way to an early grave is eating the wrong things. Yeah. It like breaks down your fucking... Yeah. Your bodily functions. Yeah, you really are. You really are what you eat, and I don't trust anyone who doesn't care about what they put in their mouth. Like, you know, what do you put in your mouth? That okay? I don't trust you. <laughs> I don't want to hang out with you. Like, I'll I'll judge people on what they eat now. Like, and I'll I'll be like, oh, is this person? I want to go into business with this person, or hang out with this person, or. Like, what are you putting in your mouth? Because if you don't care about what you're putting in your mouth, then what the fuck do you care about? Like, you're eating it, dude. It's going in your belly. It's scary. It's really scary. It's becoming you. People don't... I don't know if people make that connection the way they should. It's scary. And death, death taught me, and like I think that it taught you as well, to watch what you put in your body. Because death is that reminder about 
hey, it comes when it comes knocking, it's like, oh shit, it's knocking on my door a little bit too early. I'm fucking 32 and I'm having these heart issues and anxiety issues and all this shit. And then when you start funneling it in and realize that it's all coming from the diet, the D I E T D I E T bro, <laughs> the diet. <clears throat> Shit's connected the, the, on so the many levels. The diet or the livid. I want to start eating a livid, not the, a diet. The li- <laughs> Stay away from the box shit. They say, I don't know if people know this, but they say shop the perimeter of the grocery store. Everything in between is not is nonsense. Usually the perimeter is you got the fruits and vegetables, the, the whole foods, the natural foods, the meat, whatever. Shop the perimeter. Yeah. And stay away from everything in the stay away from everything in the middle aisle. You hear that everybody shop. The perimeter. <laughs> Ready, go. No, it's true. I've seen those videos too. And you don't think about it. It's like, oh my God, the, the center, everything in the middle, all these different colors. And they pop it with the colors, the blue Gatorade, the red Gatorade, the, yes, the rainbow in the center. Yeah. And on the outside, it's just all the fruits and the vegetables and the meat. Even if it's like not grass-fed meat, you're still going to probably be better off than eating Cheerios and fucking chemicals, man. Really, it's what it is. Even like water, dude. Like I've been going crazy about water. Cause like, look, the whole thing is like, I want to live a long time, right? I hit like twenty nine, thirty, and then all of a sudden, my life got turned upside down. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, this is not supposed to happen when you're young like this. What the hell is going on? Come to find out, this genetic condition, basically, that I inherited, that matures when you're about 30 years old or into your 30s what's that so the the vestibular migraines that i have oh man so the vestibular migraines for people who don't know it's it's a condition that is a it's a neurological condition that um it's it's also it, well, it's a nervous system and a neurological condition that basically you get instead of getting migraine headaches you get migraine vertigo attacks basically that can last up to 72 hours and uh you can't function you can't sleep like i can't sleep they happen to me in my sleep so i'll go to sleep and then as soon as i you know as soon as you doze off that point of like being asleep it happens instantaneously and then because now what happens is your eyes are taken out of the equation and your brain is has nothing to rely on to know where it is in space so no proprioception of everything. Exactly. Right? So as soon as you fall asleep, well, me in my particular case, I would get these these vertigo attacks where basically you're just spinning out of control in your in your sleep, and you instantly wake up, and now you have to ride out this attack that's happening, and your eyes are going like this. It's called an astagmus. Your eyes are involuntarily shaking, or like an oscillopsia, and it, it's hell. It's literally hell. And on top of that. I was dealing with dizziness 24 hours a day, seven days a week, feeling like I was on a boat, like constantly like on a boat all the time. And then when I would go to sleep, I would have the other kind, right? So this was happening for months and months and months until I got to the bottom of what was going on. And guess what helps it? Supplementation. High, high dose of magnesium, high dose of B2, uh, CoQ10 enzyme, and... Uh, that's it. That combination, right? They have it in a in a in a supplement form, also a pill form altogether, except the CoQ10. 
Um, so they have the B2 and the magnesium together. It's called Migralief, like migraine relief. <clears throat> That's the name of the supplement. So anybody who's struggling with migraines and you never got to the bottom of it, try this supplement. It's a natural thing. It's supposed to help all different types of migraines. You take it for like two to three months, and then it's supposed to uh, help. It doesn't help everyone, but it, it's a and pretty high success right rate. Away. Dude, after Dude. three months of taking it, 99% improvement. Wow. It changed my whole life. Changed my whole life. And it was, I'm, I'm, as, uh, I'm as fragile as like I would eat the wrong thing. It would cause inflammation in my body, create a migraine. Up to 72 hours. Wow. That's another thing that happened to me that wasn't related to death, but changed my life and my perspective of living and dying. Because I thought I was going to die when that happened to me. Mm -hmm. And because for about a year, I didn't know what was, what was going on. So I was just dealing with it. This was in the middle of the pandemic. I would go to doctor appointments. I would go to hospitals. And I would go to all these different specialists in, in New York City to try to find out what the fuck was going on. And my doctor, shout out to Stephen Galetta at NYU. He was able to properly diagnose me because he has the same, he has the same condition. Wow. And um, so he like knows all about it. And I was able to, to um, find out about him because shout out to Dr. Zaloom. Oh, because Dr. Zaloom knew about this problem. He's one of my he's one of my doctors that I go to. He's I think he's the best cardiologist in New York. And he was like, you need a detective type of doctor that's gonna be able to figure out what's going on with you. He's like, I want you to go see Dr. Galetta. And I went and Galetta is an endocrinologist or No, no, he's a he's a he's a uh, an, uh, he's an ophthalmologist with the eyes. And I think he's also a neurologist. And um so, because the eyes are, are linked to this condition, because people, a lot of people don't know this, the eyes are actually part of your brain, because your eyes are actually connected to your brain. They're part of like the same, they're part of your brain. Yeah. You know, they're kind of like the windows into your brain. So like when, if you have like a, a brain problem, a lot of the times it affects your eyes, you know? So this is a, this is a central, he specializes in central, um, nervous system uh, disorders, all right? So this is a central nervous system disorder, which means it comes from the brain. Like central vertigo is brain vertigo. Regular vertigo comes from the ear, and it could also come from the neck, right? So when you have like a benign positional paroxysmal vertigo, that's like the most common one. It's from the inner ear. So like if you lay on your right side and all of a sudden you get everything spinning, that's because you have these like calcium crystals in your inner ear that are dislodged and that are floating around where they shouldn't be. And an actual physical maneuver called the Epley maneuver performed by uh, an ENT doctor usually fixes that, right? But this particular type of vertigo stems from the brain. And it, nothing helped um, in the way a traditional vertigo would be treated. So um, it's all tied into the nervous system. Yeah, that's crazy, man. It's it's wild, dude. And I'm I'm such. I mean, it took you so long to figure that out. I remember we were talking about it, and like I was, 
doing the massage on you and and, and I was so scared to yeah. set you off on a I went to you for massage work because at the time I was having a lot of neck spasms, right? And that's something that would also cause the uh the attacks to come on. And I would go to Pete for massage therapy. And right at, at the time he was he was just about starting his business and I was all inflamed. I was all fucked up. Remember? Yeah. You literally like put your hands on my back and you were like, yo, what what is going on here? Yeah. My whole it's like it's like my nervous system was shot. Yeah, it just, you just got all tensed up and it kind of just shut everything down. Really weird, right? <laughs> yeah, I was so scared to like to because you know, you don't want to set off an episode. You're already dealing with so much and Chris is trying to help you. And everything. Right. I mean, massage helps like in general. I think that that would have helped that condition anyway, like just to loosen everything up so you're not as tense. It did. 100% you know? it did. It made a huge difference, dude. Yeah. Huge. But I'm glad you found out what it was and then you could, you know, share that with people. Um, I didn't plan on even talking about this today, but uh, if anybody's got a, a vertigo issue, particularly vertigo, uh, feel free to hit me up because I know a lot about it. I know a lot about the different kinds of vertigo. I, I suffered with it. Um, most of my life, so um, you could write a yeah. freaking book. You're like a doctor about that stuff now. <laughs> I would you know I would, every term, every medication, dude. and guess what? It's just a magne high dose of magnesium and and whatever else you said, right? K two or B two. But you know what's sad? This is the thing. There wasn't a guarantee that was going to work. And he told me straight up. He's like, "Look, we could do the supplementation route. It usually helps most people. But if that doesn't work," The only other thing we do for this condition is we we put people on antidepressants. Oh man. Because no. apparently <laughs> because it's a nervous system thing. So so the 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 production of serotonin helps calm down your nervous system. And I said, I don't really want to be on antidepressants. Like I just don't believe that I need to be on them. You know? Yeah. I'm against if you need it, cool. But I don't think I need it. Right. Do and everything you can to avoid the exactly, exactly medication. So the fact that uh, that's the only treatment, literally, without the supplement, that's the only treatment he was telling me. And luckily the supplementation worked, and I didn't have to go down that road. But then he told me something else that was really interesting. He said that we're, we're doing research right now about the link between the gut and this condition. Because right at that same time, I was having a lot of um, digest, uh, digestive issues. And I still never really got to the bottom of what was going on there. And that could have caused everything to sort of happen. That, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg? It could have started with the stomach and the gut health. So that could have kind of started at all. We don't know. Yeah. That's usually what they say. Like the stomach, yeah. it all starts in the gut. The lining gets um, the lining gets irritated for whatever reason. They talk a lot about gluten causing that. And, yeah. and the, the, the lining of the stomach is only a cell thick. So once that starts getting disrupted, a lot of the compounds that you're eating that are irritative and inflammatory... Um, get into your bloodstream, get into your body, affect your nerves and all this other shit. That's you know, from my own research going into that as well. Yeah. That's so, pretty crazy. So that that's something that I'm still 
pursuing, uh, I'm going to see a doctor in um, February in LA about that. It's supposed to be the best. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but, but that I was near, I was like an, I had like a near death experience. Cause I remember when I was dealing with this at the time I had a, I had a moment. There were times I broke down crying, man. Like I was just, I was just alone and I didn't know what was going on. And I just wanted some relief. Remember I was dizzy all the time. I was dizzy 24 hours a day. I didn't have any appetite. I lost 25 pounds in like a, a month, not even. And I went from like 195 to 170. I've been 170 since um, since this happened, like two, three years ago. So now, um, when I was in that moment, I thought to myself, like I felt like I was at a uh, at a cliff, right? And right over the edge of the cliff was my mind just breaking. Like I can't take it anymore. Like I'm being tortured. And I remember having that moment where it's like, it's almost like in the back of my mind, it was like, jump, just jump, just lose control. And I remember like, just being like, no way, man, no fucking way. And I, I like came back from this, like, what felt like, you know, the road to death, the road to fucking the end. Yeah. And, and I remember that, just that alone, man, it just, that that whole experience changed uh, my perception about a lot of things, a lot of things. Yeah, that I, it, that's um, I you know I relate to that story, and that's why when we were talking like over the um, the pandemic, when we had that, a lot of that time to go, like go for those walks and talk and everything. That's what I think spawned the idea for the podcast. Oh, for sure. So Pete, Pete and I we used to live around the block from each other, and we used to take these long walks down this this beautiful road in our neighborhood where there's like a it's like you're walking along like the park and the water, and we would take these long walks and like just talk about life, talk about philosophy, talk about what our experiences and stuff like that. What are the deepest, so deep. darkest like? Anal deep talks, just <laughs> anal deep. Back to the anal. It's all about. It all goes back to anal. That's called a callback. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. Like when you when you say that, like you were over the cliff and you're like, I'm gonna jump, go crazy, lose my head, forget about, you know, it, it's what's real, what's not real, could definitely happen to a lot of people, and it definitely happened to me too. When I told you that story of me being. Um, after all those anxiety attacks that I was having and like the heart palpitations and just coming out of nowhere for whatever reason, uh, obviously it had to do with diet and lifestyle and all that. Um, yeah, he was in, Pete was in the hospital like every fucking every week, fucking every night. Was, what the hell is happening? And I remember me, I got I would get calls from your mom. Pete's in the hospital again. I go down to the hospital. Pete's hooked up. He's got they did running the tests on him. He's freaking out. He thinks he's gonna have a heart attack and die. This was like every day. It was, it was literally, I was literally dying. Like I, there was nothing else. I'd talk about dropping weight. I fucking dropped tons of weight. I was skinny. I had no muscle, no strength, no ambition to work out or do anything. I was like, this is it. I'm done. And it, it felt like, like you said, like just so closed. There was like nothing there. It was over. It was like, I was dead already. Um, and it was really, really fucking scary. And I had to get to the bottom of it. And that's when you go really deep. When you hit that moment, that's death comes and knocks on your door. And it's like, am I going to accept this? 
or am I going to find a way to live and survive and thrive and get over this? And, and usually there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel and there's, there's not, you're not dying. There's something else to it. You make some changes and you're going to end up on the other side, a better person, um, healthier person, wiser person than you were when that happened. There's usually a reason why those things are happening to you. It's a higher, it's a higher calling. It's like you need to elevate your your consciousness. You have to. Yeah. And this is the thing that's gonna break you yeah, or and make rebuild or, or, you. Right, or make you. Break you or make you. But it's gotta it's gotta break sure. down that that previous it's layers, bro. Notion of like what your warped sense of reality. It's gotta break that down. Yeah. You know? And that's a harsh truth. It's like that's a harsh truth right there where it's like you have to Maybe forget about who you were raised to be. Forget about who your parents taught you to, taught you to be. Forget about your identity completely and, and, and just rebuild a new one from the ground up. And there's nothing harder to do than that. Because once you're set on who you are, who your friends tell you who you are, who your parents tell you who you are, rebuilding your identity from the ground up, it's like creating a whole new video game from scratch when you're already programmed to be a certain way, it's like, how could I be anything else? But you can. Yeah. You have to go to deep, 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 deep levels, man. And you may have to eliminate friends and family and and you have to do you and it's and that's important. You have to focus on yourself. Like, even though you have friends and family, you may have to just go on your own journey, your own agenda, figure yourself out, rebuild yourself, and then come back. Well, people don't know this, man. Or they don't think about it. If you aren't your best self, you're doing a disservice to the people you know. You have to be selfish, not in a selfish way. Yeah, it's weird. It's a double edge. Yeah, that's because why people there's can't two get types it. of selfishness. There's two types. Yeah. There's the selfishness that's just about you, what you want, what you deserve, the almost the entitlement version. Right, but then there's the 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 serving version, the selfless version, right? So, for example, if I wanna, all I wanna do is make people laugh, as a comedian, and I wanna go out there and I wanna just give my all to this to this discipline, write these jokes and go out there and just perform, and you know, spend most of my time, ninety nine percent of my time doing that, and try to enrich people's lives by making them laugh. Is that selfish? If I'm doing a service, is it selfish that I wanna take all my resources, all my time, all, all, all the, 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 the money, the capital that I have, and put it into an animal shelter and build one so I can help save these dogs, these cats, whatever? Is that selfish? I think healthy obsessions when they're serving the greater good, it can't be selfish. It seems selfish in the moment when you're doing it to other people. But to me, I don't view that as being selfish at all. Yeah, no. But you're, you're focusing on yourself to accomplish those things because you're the only one you can rely on. Right? I can't rely on other people to write these jokes for me, get on that stage for me, do, have, do what I'm setting out to do for these animals, yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah, it's your vision. Right. You so if I don't put 100% effort into it. Into you. 
Exactly. But the more you... It's going to fail. Yeah, right. It's going to fail. Now, now I don't just fail, though. I failed those others that I'm trying to serve. 100%. So, like, that's the thing about, about changing that perspective and, 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 and doing those types of things. Like, with, with, with your business, your massage therapy business. Yeah. Look how many, yo, you changed my life. Look how many lives you're changing. Helping these people Thank you. that are in pain all the time. Love Putting it. your hands through hell. Yeah. Just to and now and you had to go to school. You had to you had to you had to take out, you know, I don't even know how much money it could have cost to go to massage therapy yeah. school. It's a lot, man. I'm sure. I don't know if you're paying loans or what you're doing. Yeah. But the the commitment to doing that, just to serve other people, just to build this business, to help people, it's really what the, what it is at the end of the day. I think that's the highest form of living is when you commit to the service of giving. We have so such a and you know it's it's like we have such a finite time here, and we're all gonna die. And that, that's like I think that's one of the biggest harsh truths of this topic is yo, you're gonna fucking die. Yeah, you have to do something great. You got to set out to do all those things that keep you up at night. Yeah, because if you don't, you may not have a chance again. Yeah. You, you don't really have a fucking choice. Well, you never know if you do or not, so why not just go all out, right? That's what I'm saying. And, like, I feel You're like... You're gonna people, eventually die. It's a guarantee. Uh, no hun, matter what you believe. Hundo, like, I'm, I'm religious and all that, but let's just say, yo, we don't know technically, scientifically, we don't know what's gonna happen after people die. We have our, our ideas of it, but the fact is you are going to die. This body, you are going to die. Hey, and so I, do something big, you know, yeah, be great, be great, do something amazing. And I feel like those people who live closest to death do the greatest things. Like those that befriend death instead of hide from it, do the greatest things. Because those that don't befriend death that are furthest from it, live in fear of it. Mm. And those that befriend it and, and appreciate it, and keep it there with them as like their their side buddy in a way. Um, do the do the greatest things. Totally, like it, it's that's like the greatest motivator too. Like that's why we're all like society as a whole loves sports, as particularly combat sports like boxing and martial arts like M MMA and UFC and all that stuff because yeah, these guys are risking their lives every time they get in there. Oh, for yeah. our entertainment. Oh man, shout out to those guys. Yeah, 100%. UFC, MMA, Bellator, all of them, dude. dude all the boxing. People uh, watch people on their getting... couches, nice and comfy, cozy. Yeah. Oh, he's a bum. Yo, he's yeah, a, yo, yo, throw the right. I used to do that to the kick. Oh wait, God. right, ready? The kick. Throw the kick. Throw the kick. Like I fucking know. No, that no. Right? But you do know. You do know. I do know a little bit more, I guess, than your average person. But, but. I'm talking about the people that shit on <laughs> like not like oh man the kick was right there not uh, that okay okay it's the guys that are like oh look at me at mayweather he's a bum he's a bum bro you have a <laughs> <laughs> yo mike yeah mike tyson mike he's a tyson fucking spent he's all crazy, his money, he's, crazy. He doesn't know what he's doing selling ear gummy bears now a thc ear gummy yeah the guys conor mcgregor <laughs> yo if i had conor mcgregor's fucking yo shut up you don't know anything <laughs> about Anything, oh, man. man. You can't be... These guys are in there... Conor McGregor. Risking their lives, bro. Dude. 
One bad hit to the head and oh, goodbye. Good night, dude. No, you're dead. You're you're you fucking just might, dead. You ha- you would have to retire right then and there. Maybe you're not going to die, but guess what? There's a great chance you're going to die. Okay? Yeah. Or your career gets ended pretty quickly. No. I was going to go into fighting when I was 18. And yeah. my dad talked me out of it right before my first amateur fight in a kickboxing fight. My dad talked me out of it because he basically said, look, you could do whatever you want to do in life. A lot of the people that go into fighting, they don't have another way. They don't have another choice. Their back's against the wall, right? So they go in there and they got nothing to lose. He's like, you may win, but like, is it really worth the damage that it's probably going to do to your body? You know? Against like guys like whoever yeah, really commit like yeah that's that re- their- you know because I'm doing it because I, I I really am passionate about it but I don't need to do it right I have, I'm more passionate about other things you're still eating whether you're doing it or yeah not. I still have a roof over my head I'm still alive right I'm not I'm not I'm not struggling the way certain these certain people uh, are you know when they're 18 19 whatever and good thing he told me that because I I then. Decided to just do it recreationally, right? And learn and the self-defense and all that stuff. But like competition for me was out the window at that at that moment because it made a lot of sense what he was saying. And good thing because then once I hit 29, 30, and then I had that vertigo issue in my neck and all this other stuff, now I couldn't. My career would have been over. Right. It would have been you over. You would have committed how much time and then... I would have been doing it for... Or it would have been worse maybe. Yeah. It was a blessing in disguise because with, the, with the, this genetic you know, vestibular migraine situation, like, and my neck, I have like the neck of like a baby bird. I really do. <laughs> it's just not a strong, there's something, I have like, like herniated discs and yeah. my, I have my mom's neck. I literally got my mom's neck. And my dad literally, he, he like, he would ask me questions all the time. He's like, what's going on with your neck? He's like, I don't know. I never had neck problems when I was growing up. I said, you realize I'm a combination of you and mom. Right. Like, it's not it, just you. Is it, <laughs> you got your mom's fucking baby bird neck. <laughs> So that was, yeah, that was, I, I have, I dodged a big bullet there, dude. But yeah. the fact that the, the people that, that shit on fighters, like when they lose and like, yo, you shut the what fuck you up. Talking about? You are an idiot. You don't know what you're saying, man. You don't know what you're talking about. Gotta appreciate that. And gotta realize what they're doing for your entertainment. Putting their lives on the line. The greatest glory I think this is this is in agreement with what you said about this is what got us started on this little topic here. It's the people that are closer to death, they do the greatest things. Look at the guy, Alex, Alex Hommel. I think that's his name. Climbs the the free solo. Oh guy. my God. What? Yo, he's climbing these I can't crazy believe that guy, man. formations, mountains, whatever you want to call he them. He took a big fall too. He almost died. He took a big fall. Hey man, who who's who's doing what that guy's doing and his he's he's the the commander of his realm dude oh for he's sure. the best guy's, in his world yeah no he's the and guy he's, the, he's close to death and he's doing amazing things yeah it's everybody loves to watch like this that guy. your death is right there yeah, right on step. your shoulder like one one finger off one this off look it's down just waiting to don't touch look you. down oh yeah it's just gotta oh man it's so beautiful so beautiful that's what people don't understand. Like, or maybe they do understand, but not their perspective is a little bit different. 
and through my journey, your journey, we got closer to death and more friendly with it. And like, yeah, we don't want to die, but you know, no one wants to die truly. Right. I think everyone wants to live, but there's certain things kind of jabbing at them and their perspective may be a little construed. And there's a lot of factors. It's very complicated, but you, when you befriend death and you see it from a certain perspective, it drives you forward in such a beautiful way. We're all eternal. We all live on, you know, we're connected with everything around us. And once you become friends and family with that essence that's there waiting for all of us, right? Like you said, it's 100%. We're going to meet it. We're going to meet it, right? We're going to meet it. We have to get to know it. We have to learn to love it and appreciate it and respect it and grow through it and use that as a driving force, 100%. It's made me a better person, a better business owner, a better friend, everything, everything for sure. And it can get sometimes scary because people don't want to talk about it. It's like, I love talking about it. Like I love going to those deep, 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 deep parts. And sometimes you lose people, friends and over it and stuff like that because they don't want to go to those levels because it's scary, but it's beautiful, man. What has, what has the death of somebody else close to you taught you remember before i was saying for example like i don't hold grudges anymore right i learned i learned things i learned lessons from death um through other people's deaths and through my own like internal death throughout my through my experiences right so what's something that you've learned through somebody close to you passing away um Rob was like the, my friend Rob, he was my neighbor, he was my best bud, we did everything together, um, and then he, you know, unfortunately, tragically died, right, at a young age, and um, it was sudden, it was tragic for everybody in the family, and like, I couldn't believe that call, it was so insane out of nowhere i didn't believe it and then it finally hit like after a week i was like oh my god like the, the kid isn't coming back it's crazy um and that i was a lot younger i was a lot less uh in tune with death myself so i was very fearful of it i think at the time but like speaking of it now how has it taught me now um people think when someone else dies that they tend to want to die with the dead. They tend to want to revisit that person at the cemetery and they want to be as if they're with them still and, and, and they want to kind of let their lives slide. Just like slip away. Just slip away, like die with the dead. And 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 it's like, dude, you're not you're not dead. Right? As much as you love that person, um, you know, let life flow. It happened. It's tragic. You can mourn and be sad about it and take your time, but don't die with the dead. That person, once you realize that that person, if they were to come back, they would be like, live your life to the fullest. Do everything that I didn't do, do it twice. So now that's how I see it. I see it as, Rob, now I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it for Ben, my grandfather. Everything that they didn't get a chance to do, I'm doing it for all of them. So now I'm living 
amplified two times, five times, ten times. I go to the gym now twice, one for me, one for Rob, you know, one for Ben, three times I'll go. I'll do 50 push-ups for me, 50 push-ups for Rob, 50 push-ups for Ben. And think about how much stronger now I'm getting because I'm using them as this driving, amplifying force. I know that if they were alive, they'd be like, yeah, you know, you're, we're, I want you to do that. I want you to live the best life you can. So now they're becoming these, these, these beautiful guides in my ear like, oh, I wish I could have did that. Do it for me. Do it with me. Yeah. Do it better. If I was alive, we'd do that together. Oh, my God. And it's like I'm not dying with them. I'm living through them. Mm. And they're living through you. And they're living through me. So in, through me, they're still alive. As opposed to me going, getting all depressed and really upset, yeah. letting things go. Oh, you know, I'm not going to do that because they're not around. And I wish that they were around. I would have did it with them. And so once you change your perspective, it changes the game. So yeah. that, that's how it helped me. It it's helped inevitable, me. I guess, to feel hurt, to feel like your whole world is coming crashing down, especially if like, you lose your best friend, your son, your parent, you know, but it's like that that grieving is is inevitable. Yeah. But what's gonna happen after? And that's up to you. Yeah. The week the week's gonna go, the month's gonna go, the year's gonna go. Yeah. So what are you gonna do with that? You're gonna use it or are you just gonna drop the ball? Because you're not just dropping the ball for you, you're dropping the ball for all of them too. Right? Like, well, the hardest thing to do is to see, and that is how I, I, I love seeing life like this. This one thing changed my whole entire life. Very difficult to do. And I think if people just did it, the world would be an amazing place. And the reason why it would be is because we're just a reflection of each other. That's it. Ourselves, our internal selves, beyond the identity, the name, the race, the religion, the politics, the economy, all that. It's hard to drop because it's so ingrained. But once you see through past all that, besides all that, we're exactly the same. And we're just a reflection, a mirror looking. Your eyes into mine, we're just reflections of each other. And whatever I do affects you, whatever you do affects me, whether it's the smallest thing or the biggest thing. Whether I drop a bomb or I drop a piece of plastic on the floor. I'm dropping that for us. Everything we do is, is affects us. We're mirrors and reflections of each other. So once we see that, if I love you and you love me, it changes the game. And we're a happy family? Then we're a happy family. With a great Partridge and a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> Barney, partridge and a pear tree. Oh, man. Combination song. I Yo. like it. Yeah, don't you don't but we want to be partridge? Yeah, I fucking what is a fucking partridge? I have no idea. I always think of porridge, but it's like every time someone says partridge, I, I could think go of for porridge. some porridge right now with this setup here. This is a I very porridge <laughs> friendly setup we have here with the wood. We got the nice it's cozy, right? Brick exposed <laughs> guys. It's exposed brick. It's the uh, it's it's trendy. It's hip. Okay, it's old, and we want to show it off. <laughs> Say yeah. less. Say less. Shout out to Alex Carabano. All oh, that guy's so Say weird. fucking less. Say, pay less. <laughs> if you don't know who Alex Carabano is, fucking look him up. Uh, check out his uh, his uh, 
his stand up on HBO Max. So good. Alex C A R A B A N O. Look him up. Yeah, I saw his same bit twice at uh, the Disorderly Conduct uh, show that you put together. Amazing. Yeah, he's great. Um, he's great. And I laughed just as hard from the same bit. <laughs> <laughs> like I knew what was coming and yeah, I was yeah. just like off the charts. Yeah, he's 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 tremendous, man. I, 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 I've seen him, what, 10 times already and every time. Every time. Every time. Crack up. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, don't so don't die with the dead, man. Don't die with the dead. That's a great. That reminds me of. Uh, did you ever dream of Rob? Yeah. Did you dream of him in the way that like did he ever like speak to you in the dream and like actually like talk to you about almost like the afterlife? Not really. It was more of us just kind of just kicking it in a way. It wasn't like he came to me and gave me a message or anything like that. It was more like, oh, what's up, man? And he just hanging out like it was like another day like i kind of forgot that it was a dream and we were just chilling and i wake up and be like oh shit i wish that was still true you know and then what you, you didn't dream about him anymore no it wasn't yeah maybe it was like a couple of times especially in the beginning mm. when it was most recent and then it kind of just faded out um i mean i think about him all the time but i haven't dreamt of him lately no when i remember when uh this is so crazy, too, because we both had similar experiences with our, like, respective, like, best friends essentially dying. When Ray died in 2018, I was living in L.A. I was on the phone with him. We would talk all the time. And he was off from work that day, and I was going into work. And... I'm walking to work, and he just got out of a doctor's appointment. He had LASIK surgery done. He was going for a checkup. He gets in an Uber. I'm walking into the building. As I'm talking to him, nothing just cuts out. The phone call is still active, but I don't hear anything. So I assume that we lost service. So I hung up, and then I texted him. I said, yo, I think we lost service. I'll talk to you later. I'm going into the building. Hours go by. His fiance hits me up. Hey, you talked to Ray today. I can't get a hold of him. I'm at work. I don't know where he is. I said, oh, he's going home from the doctor before. Maybe he's home. She gets home. He's not home. I don't know where he is. I said, all right, just try not to panic. Let's see if we can, you know, find him. And I'm so I'm trying to help them locate him. His parents are, are driving down there from uh, Brooklyn, to see what's going on, because now he's missing. And by the time I'm getting out of work, then I get the call from his mom that he died in the Uber in a car accident on the way home in the middle of the day. And uh, it just fucking, yeah, it just took me out, man. Just took me out at the knees, just pierced my heart. I was like in a bad way. And then I started hearing um, that people were having dreams about him. Like one at a time. Like one day at a time. And I immediately like got my shit together, flew back to New York to go to the wake, right? The funeral. You were there. Yeah. And I remember for like two weeks, I didn't dream about him at all. And I was like, what the hell? Like... I'm curious as to why I'm not having any dreams about him. 
He's coming to these people like they're 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 talking about it like he's coming to them. And I'm like, I hope I can I can have that that experience. Two weeks after he died, I have this dream where I'm running through a, almost like like a spy movie or like a Mission Impossible. I'm running through like a compound like at night in the rain, like almost like a prison courtyard. And there's like spotlights looking at me. There's walls around the whole thing. I'm dipping in the shadows, trying not to be seen. And this walkie-talkie voice is telling me where to go. Making a right, making a left, going down this alleyway. And then it's like, see that door? Go through that door. I burst through the door. Now it's the middle of the day, in a summer day, beautiful day. And I just burst into Nino's Pizzeria. The pizzeria we used to go to all the time. And who's sitting there? The only person in the place... With his back to me is Ray. Ray, you remember, he was a big dude. Same haircut every day. Unmistakable back, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I knew it was him. So I walk over to him. He gets up, throws a big hug on me. I sit down across from him and he goes, now you could ask me whatever you want. Just like that. Very matter of fact way of speaking to me. And I was like, um, well, first of all, like, are you okay? That's all I was concerned with at the time. I was like, is he okay, you know, in wherever he is? And he goes, yes. And I go, well, what happened to you? He goes, I was called to uh, fulfill my purpose. And he's like, see, we have a purpose in this life or the next. I think he said or which was interesting. And he's like, so I was called to fulfill my purpose. And I said, well, what, what purpose was that? He goes, I can't tell you. He goes, but you will fulfill your purpose too. And then I woke up. And when he was speaking to me like that, dude, it was as if, like there was no joking around. Yeah, like he was really trying to tell you. Yeah. Like this is it, real. It was almost like I was talking to like like he was being used as like a conduit for like a really powerful message from like the universe. It's almost like he passed away and then immediately understood all the secrets of the universe entirely. And it like it like turned him into like this like sage. You know? He was so matter of fact, just right to the point. Yeah. Almost monotone, you know, like no emotion was necessary. Like I was full of but emotion in the, feel in the dream. Everything that he's saying, yeah. But you're all full of emotion. Full of emotion in the dream, yeah. But he wasn't at all, yeah. It's almost like, like, like. It's almost like. He just he just transcended humanity, and became aware of just all the secrets of the universe. So he, so he, it was like talking to Dr. Manhattan and fucking Watchmen. Okay. Love that movie. Great movie. Rorschach. Um, so after that moment, I remember having, I woke up from that dream and I was like, man, like that was heavy. Wow. And I never dreamt about him again. Wow. That was the last, the first and only time. It's super interesting. But when, I remember when he told me that about, about how everybody has a purpose, I, I found that to be so fascinating because it's like that ties into death so well because 
we set out to live our life a certain way and you can change your life with one decision. If I want to pack up right now and move to Arkansas, I can do that and live there the rest of my life. Do it. I'll live there the rest of my life. I can, I can do anything I want to do with my life, right? So like that, that if, if, you want, if you feel like something is right, if you feel like something deserves your attention, if you feel like this is the path you need to go down, fucking go, man. Yeah. Go. But it's, nothing, it's like nothing's set in stone. Like you can, nothing. you're so malleable and flexible, you could move back. You can, you can move a hundred times. Like, what? Everyone's like so set in stone, you know? That's another lesson that I learned from, uh, from death is that your situation that you're in is not permanent. Yeah. You can do whatever you want, change your life in any way, yeah. at any moment. Yeah. If, if you feel like you don't want to be friends with this person anymore because they treat you like shit, goodbye, we're not friends anymore. If you feel like the same thing with a family member, you don't have to fucking put up with it yeah, you just don't. because they're this person. You don't have to stay at this job even though it's crushing your soul every day. But this is something that interesting that I've always wanted to... I mean, I could talk about this every day, but this is something that I definitely want to mention as part of this topic is if you have a job that you hate, we all have been there, and there's something you'd rather be doing, please, please spend the time that's free away from the job. You need the job to keep a roof over your head to pay the bills. But when you're not doing that job, please do the thing you want to be doing. Yeah. Please make the time for it. I don't care how tired you are. Just get it done. Yeah. Get it done. Yeah, you can never be too tired to put time into yourself. You can't. Like give 90% of your week to your job. Give... 10%. Even if you give 100% to your job, you got to give 100 find uh, another 10%, find more yeah. find another 100%. 10%. Human beings can do human it's beings so hard can do to amazing do, but things. It can easily get no, done. we could do amazing things. Yeah. Do not sell yourself short, man. Once you get the snowball rolling, yeah. it gets easier. At first it's hard. At first it is. But you can't sell yourself but short. You got to just first. start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. Like one of the one of the biggest things uh one of the biggest um, privileges is to even have a job, okay? So the fact that you have a job and you're discouraged by it, fuck it. Just keep the job for as long as you have to just so it serves its purpose. But when you're home with that free time, that four or five hours, even two hours, even an hour, I don't care what it is, you want to prioritize health and you want to prioritize goals and the things that you really care about. You have to. You have no other choice because the, the longer you put it off, the longer you're going to be upset that you're putting it off. I, yeah. I, I do it to myself sometimes. And then I got to reset the, the, the um, momentum meter. Momentum's a powerful tool. Even working out, right? I was, just, I was working out like an animal, really getting into a new groove, and I was enjoying it, and it was, I was feeling great. And then I got sick, and that reset my momentum meter. Yeah. So now I got it. Okay, no problem, though. You got to get sick. You got to recover. That's just what happens. So now it's time to get back into the physical fitness and, and be healthy. And I'll tell you something else. Training as much as I've done recently, 
help me get over that flu more easily. Yeah, oh yeah. It it wasn't comes from that within, bad of like a flu. It just lasted a little a long time, but like the fever was mild. The body aches were manageable. The hardest thing was like the night sweats for a couple of days. And um, you know, I had this cough and stuff, but like it really wasn't like it wasn't so bad, and that's because I was think th- I was taking care of myself pretty good. Yeah. With my nutrition, with my with my physical fitness and supplementation and all that stuff. I, I I seen a lady the other day. Oh my god. I get crazy over this stuff. I gotta hold myself back. Um I try to be very understanding of everyone's position and everyone's life. And I know everyone sees things differently and everyone's working on stuff. But this lady had a, a mask on, gloves on, giant coat on, and she was going to open up the door like, like she didn't want to touch the handle. She had gloves on and a mask on, and she didn't want to touch the handle, so she was taking her sleeve on her coat putting it over the glove and trying to open the door that's double protection baby that's a double wrapped fucking taco bell (laughs) to a taco bell where she was going to eat enchilada that's so concerned about her immunity and not getting sick right but then she's gonna eat she's not touching the door handle with her hand but she's eating the Taco Bell with her mouth down her throat. Come on. What are we doing? America, baby. Put fuck two yeah. And two together. <laughs> fuck yeah. America. Oh, fuck fuck yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I must have seen that like a hundred times. Best movie times. <laughs> My favorite part about the movie, by the way, is like later on when the theme song gets like depressing because like, you know, they're at like so the low good. point. Yeah. yeah America. Yeah. Fuck oh, yeah. <laughs> Come here, no girl. Showing glimpses of everyone like yeah, crying like, and sad, like the yeah. guy's drinking now. <laughs> like I tried watching that again with Julia because I tried telling her how awesome it was, but it just we couldn't get through it. I don't know what it was. Back she then it was like it? I'll watch it a hundred yeah, she did. But yeah. But yeah, man, that's an interesting uh thing to see with this lady, bro. It's like I couldn't fu- like in my head. I want to go up to the tell like look. St- do you care that much? If you do, this is not where you should fucking be. Come on, come on, dude. If you really care, people seem to care so much, and that's fine. And like, wear your mask, wear your glove, but go to the gym too. But eat good too. But lose the weight too. But treat people kind too. But. There's a whole list of things you got to do also. Do the hard shit, too. It's easy to throw a mask and gloves on and be an asshole. Be kind. and Like, be a good person. Be kind. Think about everybody else. I mean, come on. Don't litter. Fuck. There's other things we got to do besides the mask and glove agenda, which is fine. Right? You're taking care of yourself. You you don't want to cough on people. Okay, great, but... Don't go to Taco Bell. Don't 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 vote with your dollar to keep this place open. Let's shut this. Let's get together. Let's shut this place down because it's no good for us. They don't care about us. Why are we voting with our dollar to keep them open? They are. They just feed you affordable slop. That's the whole. That's all it is, Pete. Dude, I have McDonald's dollar menu. Go go go. Get yourself a nice one dollar burger. Oh my. 
get a can of tuna for crying out loud. I get these delicious yeah. cans of tuna, olive, extra virgin olive oil, organic, three seventy five. Put it over some arugula. That's a seven dollar meal. It's, I mean, it's protein packed. It's has tons of nutrients in it. It's fucking. You know what cheap. I would do if I was There's ways, bro. <laughs> if if I couldn't like, I have a very very strict diet with with the, all the shit I'm dealing with. But if I didn't, what I would do every day is I would just buy those big commercial like bags of rice, right? Yeah. And then buy just beans, cans of beans. And just mix that You'll shit together. Bean and, and rice that. diet? You'll be all, that's all I would do. Yeah. Get, the get white the protein rice, in. Protein. Get some carbohydrates in there. And cook then the beans through and through. I would just do that. And then, and then whenever I could, I would buy, I would buy like, um, I would buy meat or something like that. Chopped meat. Just that, that's what I would eat every day. Maybe some lettuce. Yeah. I would just eat that every day. You could buy way. all that stuff. You could buy all, you could buy a huge bag of rice that'll last you like a month. Like a gigantic, you know Pounds. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. For like dollars. Yeah. And the can, I got to go back to the canned fish, man. I'm a big canned, canned fish. Canned fish is, is, bro, sardines. I, oh, I'll do the sardines, ridiculous. the mackerel. Mad yeah. good, dude. Mad yeah. Good. Oh, even the, the, the low, they have or the, the tuna. low mercury the tuna. It's like tuna. a dollar, $2, whatever. The humanely caught where the line, line caught, you know, you vote with your dollars. So make sure that these companies are doing things that are going to be good for the planet as well as good for you. So there's things that you, right, you're not going to, a company that's catching tuna that's also catching a bunch of other things that doesn't have good practices, like, don't vote for them. Yeah. <laughs> like Gordon. Like Gordon. Remember the Gordon Fisherman? Remember that guy? Trust the Gordon's Fisherman. He's got oh, the yellow. The fi yeah, oh, yeah. With the fish sticks, right? Oh, he sold yeah. the frozen. Sticks. Bro, that guy's fucking eating. all of us, man. With his fucking preservatives. Don't vote for that guy. And his... Pe yo, he definitely he sprays so the... friendly, too. He sprays the tuna with pesticides. Watch. <laughs> I can't have any... F <laughs> Look, you guys want to eat the best fish? Trust Gordon, okay? He's going to fucking come in and he's going to serve you the best quality tuna fish sticks for you and your little fucking... your loved ones, your little kiddos, <laughs> all right? Hook him up with a pack of Gordons. <laughs> Trust me. I'm the Gordons fisherman. How could you go wrong? He looks so trusty, too. He, he does look trustworthy, right? He looks like uh, he also, like, you know, helps Like feed. he's going to throw you a life raft if you're sinking. He looks like he also helps feed starving kids, like... Yeah, no. Like he's on a commercial. Like he shows up and a bunch of kids in Africa. Like he just shows up with the with the Feeding yellow raincoat on. Sticks. You guys, listen. You know, just for five cents, you could feed this little kid here. I don't know what his fucking name is, but you could feed this little kid a bunch of Gordon's quality products. He's got the product shot, <laughs> like <laughs> the whole shelf. Just for five to ten cents a fucking week, you miserable fucks. You're not gonna help this kid, huh? Piece of shit. Yeah. Trust the Gordons fishermen. All right. Do it. I'm gonna fuck your wives. <laughs> fuck your wives. I'm gonna throw you a raft full of rocks. My dick. I got a James Bond Sean Connery dick. What does that even mean? What is that? It's gotta be big. It the just hell? means it's big. It means it, it fucking it's good with the ladies, all right? It's good. No, a Sean Connery dick is a very small dick <laughs> that works really well. <laughs> It definitely, it definitely like, has. It's the smallest dick that gives the biggest orgasms. <laughs> it, it definitely has its own white beard as well. <laughs> it's got, it's got its own chin, its own eyebrows. It looks like a nose, a little nose, a little, uh, um, 
the Grinch stole Christmas. What's the name of those people? They have their little noses. Oh, the Who's. It's got a Who knows. Whoville, right? The Who. What are they yeah, called? It's the who's? penis from little Whoville. Who's? Yeah, Who's. The Whoville. But yeah, oh, going back to that point though, like talking about moving on to a greater purpose and a greater space and and it kind it's kind of this play between attachment and detachment right it's like if i don't need anything in this room why do i have to be here like if i don't need if nothing in this room serves me anymore then why am i still in this room and it's like Okay, so nothing, this is, this is life. This is my life. This is my world. People see me in this room, and then I'm just gone from this room. And everyone's like, oh, he's dead. Like, no, I'm not dead, dude. Just nothing in this room serves me anymore. I'm in, I'm in the next room. I'm in that room now. Because now I'm seeking higher things that serve a different purpose and have different meaning. And until you're ready to detach from the things in this room, then you're not going to come see me because you still need the things in this room. Right. So you're going to live over again in this room until you finally detach. And now you can move on to the next room. And then once you detach from the things in that room, then you can move on to the other room. I've seen, bro, it's so funny you mention that. I've seen my Crazy life... Idea. In different stages, if I just let go of this, or if, if my life would go this way. If I just let go of this, my life would go this way. Yeah. And it, I see glimpses of it all the time. But I don't know if if I'm supposed to... I mean, obviously, I could do whatever I want. But I was like, I don't know which one of these feels right. It's but it's crazy, there. Man. Like, I, I can foresee it sometimes. It's crazy. Yeah, like it's 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 hard to tell which one is potentially the right path. Like who knows, but there the options are there, and it, and it feels it's interesting, like yeah. that that idea that you could just change everything with you just, just your drop perspective. Something. Yeah, just change your entire perspective. You can change that room that you're in, and now you're you're in for the first time in thirty years. You're in a whole new room. Whole new room. Whole new room. But the with people in that room don't see you, and they think you're dead. But you're just right. in a different room. Because still, they still have that same perspective that you left yeah. behind. Yeah. So is that all death is? Just a change in perspective? Right? Comment down below. Let us know what you think. Crazy is idea, Is that all man. death is? Just a change just in perspective? Just a change in perspective. Oh, this would be a good thing yeah, to bro. end on. Yeah. I have a quote here that I was saving for this topic. So... This was said by Thucydides at Pericles' funeral. All right, so Thucydides uh, was a, like a historian and a uh, general, and Pericles was also like a general of the Athenian uh, of, of uh, Athens. Right, he was like a, a big time general. I think he was he was responsible for um, leading them during like the Peloponnesian War, um, and he was like a big a big deal. Right, so. Thucydides was not planning on outliving Pericles because he was older than him, right? At the funeral, he said this, like, 
This is what his speech uh, boiled down to. He gave the oration, right? He said, the secret to life is happiness. The secret to happiness is freedom. And the secret to freedom is courage. So therefore, be brave, essentially. Wow. How do you feel about that? I love that. The secret to life is happiness. The secret to happiness is freedom. Right. And the secret to freedom is courage. That's the key. Be brave. Be brave, right? Befriend death, the closer you are to death. And the more content you are with it, the more you appreciate it, the more courageous you are, the less fearful you live, the more free you become, the more fulfilled your life becomes, the happier you you become innately by doing that, by going out and chasing everything and, and living life to the fullest because you're brave and courageous and you're not living in fear anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that, man. I think bravery, courage... It's 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 the the precursor to to a happy life. Honestly, it makes so much sense. It really does. How could you be happy and not be free? And how could you be free without being brave? You can't. They all connect. But that was that was said over two thousand years ago, and that Sorry. still rings true today. The, the, well, the truth, man. The truth. It's a harsh motherfucking truth, bro. Harsh truth. If you're not brave, you won't be happy in your life. And bravery is as simple as simple thing as like getting up and going to work. Oh yeah. It's not like bravery. Even if back you don't then. like your job, you go in and you exactly. do the best job you exactly. can freaking do. Exactly. And you, you don't, don't complain and you be grateful about it and you serve and you give people. Good service. You rise to the occasion, bro. Rise. Rise to the occasion. If a fucking words, if man. anal is presented to you, you rise. And that's this is to bring it full circle. <laughs> well, which is another <laughs> full circle, baby. Um <laughs> that wasn't a pun I was Deep, intending. Dark. But Black if, if that hole. shit is presented to you, don't be afraid. Be brave. Be brave. Step up. Step up to Step the up anal. To the plate. Step up. Just get it done. <laughs> Step up. Yeah, man. I think that concludes today's episode. Unless there's something else you want to say. Oh man, this still I could just go forever. Uh, I just yeah. love this shit. I we really we we had a we had a good oh, one today, man. dude. Yeah. Wow. So that good. was a good first the first ever Harshfellows episode. Guys, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Wow, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. That we, was uh, awesome. We appreciate you guys, and we appreciate the support and the love, and we're going to keep doing this thing, and, and we're, we're looking forward to bringing you um, as much content as humanly possible. 100%. This is eternal. Harsh Fellows is solidified. We're here to stay, and we're here to enjoy this, this process with you guys and talk about these, these topics and, uh, and have a good fucking time in the process. Yeah, and definitely comment uh you know below let us know what you thought about the episode and if you have your own inputs about death and how it's helped you or any of the conditions or things that we talked about um 
you could always reach out to us on our email, right? We'll, we'll get back to you. Um, if there's something that, that hits you, that hit home, and that you want to further explore, you know, we're here and we're open to all of that. So Hell yeah. We hope to hear from you guys and uh, subscribe and keep on listening because we'll be back. Peace. This is the Hush Bubbles Podcast featuring Joe and Pete where they discuss life's harsh truths and make fun of everything. Subscribe.